<laughs> Hi, Alshan. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. How? What have you been doing lately? Well, lately I've been working on a web development agency, which is the one I'm working in. In like, uh, it's been about a year now. And yeah, it's based in Lisbon, where I'm living currently. And it's, it's, been, it's been going pretty good. So what, what tech are you working on? I'm using a, a PHP development framework called Laravel. It's a web development framework, MVC. And it's one of my favorites to, to work with, to be honest. And in my opinion, one of the best PHP frameworks, if not the best, for um, rapid prototyping and small to medium-sized applications. That's what I'm using. Also, Vue.js for front-end JavaScript. And yeah, also database. That's pretty much all the, the tech stacks I'm dealing with. Okay, nice. Uh, what makes Laravel so special and so such a pleasure to work with? Uh, it's because it's been built from the ground up uh, with developer happiness in mind. And it's something that really shines through once you start tackling some problems in which you would waste like hours in any other framework or pure PHP or in any language in general. And it seems to have the right tools tailored to, um, you know, make you write less boilerplate and in general find elegant solutions. And it doesn't work against you or with you, it works for you in a way. While my, some might criticize it, um, I think that in its due place, it's a pretty good philosophy to have, and uh, I enjoy working with it a lot. Oh, nice. Do you think it's hard to get into? In Laravel? No. I think it's probably the easiest of all the, the PHP frameworks out there, and that's what makes it great as well. So you'd say there's a great balance between complexity and uh, developer happiness, like you mentioned? Yeah, yeah. It, it, doesn't, um, it, it doesn't sacrifice complexity or power for uh, developer happiness, that's for sure. But it, the, the things it can make better and you know, more um, pleasant to work with, it definitely does. And it's all pluggable anyway, so if you need to scale your application and find that Laravel is impeding you, you can switch some component and you keep building your application the same way you were as, uh, as you were before. Nice, nice. Seems really good. Uh, do you know any pitfalls? Some, some things that you don't appreciate as much? So far, I haven't had any. Uh, because, as I said, it's uh, as with any other composer-based uh, PHP framework, all the components are pluggable. But, um, yeah, so far I haven't gone through any shortcomings or pitfalls that haven't been fixed on next versions or even minor fixes. So, yeah, as, as, of, as of now, <laughs> I have nothing to point. So, just a, a pleasure to work with, you'd say, right? Yeah, especially for someone that's new in the industry, it's very good to work with. Nice. Well, uh, taking that point on, you just a fresh grad uh, with one year of experience and you moved to Lisbon, right? Yeah. You're not original from there. No, no. So uh, how's it been moving to a new city and starting a new job after college? Okay, so um, I've moved cities before. I've actually lived six months in Milan. So that part wasn't strange at all, but the context in which I was moving was obviously different. You know, having to start working and, you know, dealing with all these new things, paperwork, uh, bureaucracy, your landlord, 
uh, all these new responsibilities, and I've made the conscious decision of moving out of the town I lived in, you know, also as a, a personal growth opportunity. Yeah. And having to adapt to all these things by my own, and it, it was definitely very positive for me, but also a bit stressful at times, as you would expect. Definitely, yeah. Did you found it uh, hard to balance all these new responsibilities and having to deal with things you are not used to on top of uh, starting a new job? Well, uh, at first, yeah. At first, I thought I didn't have time to do any of these things, you know. But uh, especially because even though I have worked before, you know, in part-time and, and stuff like that, again, it's a different context. Yeah. So, you know, it's the first time working in the industry. And as many know, it can be very stressful for a beginner. And I mean, 90% of the times it is. If it's not stressful, if it's not being stressful for you to start starting to work in IT, <laughs> I think there's something wrong. And either you're working with a very easy tech or you don't have much to do. And so, yeah, that was to be expected. And when that happened, I felt that I didn't have time to do any extra thing other than, you know, working and coming home and thinking about how bad my day was, I don't know. Um, but really as you adapt, start. yeah, it, it is hard to start, but as you adapt and you start getting in the rhythm and you obviously start getting more experience and having more conf confidence in what you do and, you know, clearing tasks quicker and just adapting to the whole new um, job thing and, and the whole process of uh, beginning in IT and all the and adapting to the new company your co-workers you know you start building that uh routine in a way it's never a routine job in it but you get what i mean and then you start you know feeling more comfortable in coming home and having to deal with all other things because you know you have all those eight hours allocated to work and as you get used to it you don't have to think about it the rest of the day and that's basically the point where i'm at now Yeah, start to learn how to deal with uh, that routine, like you mentioned, and maybe relearn how to have a life outside of work, right? True. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what's happening. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put it better. Yeah, it can become really overwhelming starting a new job. And that's true. Sometimes you forget how to live your life. So uh, how how different is it be a developer in the real world from what you were expecting as a student? Ooh, that, that that was, I mean, I'm probably not the best person to ask that question because, you know, thanks to you and many others, I've made a point of always trying to know as much as possible about the, you know, the, the working world, the how it is in the, the industry, the real, real world experience, rather than just being confined to the academic sandbox, in a, in, so to speak. Um, Still, you know, there's a big difference, obviously. And one of the things I noticed was it wasn't too far from what we learned, theoretically, but it's way more important. And, you know, like we used to learn about clients and deadlines and tasks and all that. And you just don't feel the pressure academically. You just don't feel how important it is to really have those things sorted. And when I started working, I mean, I think that was the biggest shock was how important those things were, you know, all the processes, keeping the team in sync, reporting your tasks, what you were doing, and making sure that the client gets the deadlines met. And yeah, and the other thing that I thought was different was um, 
obviously your errors have bigger consequences. And it doesn't just affect you or your work group or your teacher or your grades. It really affects, you know, it has real world, real life consequences. And the impact is much greater. And you tend to adapt to this by being more careful in what you do. I think that's the beginning of your journey to a real professional developer is just having to deal with these things and realizing how much of an impact your work really has. So, yeah. yeah I agree with you. Uh, I think dealing with people and being really careful of how you do your day-to-day -day job was a big surprise to me. I think I wasn't expecting that, that part to be as important as it, it is in reality. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, so some disappointments that you might think of as being a pro professional developer. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I thought, you know, as I just said, uh, you realize you know, how important your job is. And I, 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 you would think that the natural tendency was to improve yourself and try to make, you know, better things each time and just learn and improve yourself. And what I've been noticing is that that's really not the case for most developers. And it's a bit disappointing because, you know, not everyone has to be passionate about this. You know, for some people, it's just an eight-hour job and that's it. But m some of us, I, I would say most, I'm not sure now, but I would say most really, really enjoy what we do. And I don't, sometimes I don't get that passion as much as I thought I would from my fellow peers. And maybe I, I built this fantasy in which everyone was constantly striving to improve and helping each other and, you know, researching best practices and trying to make the best they can, you know, to be pride, prideful on their own work. Mm -hmm. But I found that that's really not the case. And it was a bit disappointing. But then again, I think it depends a lot on where you work, what company it is, the company culture, and even the people, obviously. It all comes down to the people you're working with. Yeah, uh, it, it sometimes it's really hard to do, have to deal with that uh, when people are not as in sync with you and your ideas. So... Having this passion, it's actually a lot of work, right? Do you find it hard to keep up with the industry and how things change? I thought it would be more difficult than it actually is. I mean, unless you're a JavaScript developer in which, you know, by the time this podcast is done recording, like 50 more frameworks have come out. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, I found out that it's not really that hard because... Again, I don't have much distractions on my weekly, on my weekdays. You know, I work, I come home. I do have a life outside of work as I'm relearning, as you said. But, you know, you always have like the, those one or two hours and maybe something as quick as, you know, reading Reddit as you're taking a break or, um, or coming home and watching a, a talk of a conference of the tech you use or just using being subscribed to a newsletter or checking news websites about the the framework or the tech or whatever you know sometimes that's pretty much it you know that's enough to to keep pace and obviously uh whenever you can just grab the latest thing and you know, t tinker a bit with it or try the new version of your framework or have a side project i think that helps a lot definitely i've learned that having a, a side project it's just, you know, a little sandbox, which can have, you know, proper consequences or not. Maybe it's something you want to release to the public, maybe it's not. But just having something to work with and just try new things, even if they're not the newest thing, but, you know, if you're learning a new part of the, the tech stack you're working with, 
it's really good. So, yeah, I can't say that it's been hard keeping up with uh, the, you know, the new things, the new trends, because that's pretty much most of what I do when I get home or at work. You know, sometimes just talking with your coworkers is enough. Cool. And last but not least, uh, how, we, how it is to deal with the imposter syndrome that we all have, but especially hits you really hard when you're starting. <laughs> <laughs> I've, well, I've had imposter syndrome. I, I didn't think it was possible now because like, I talk with all my colleagues and they, they really, some laugh and they, they don't think it's possible. But I did have imposter syndrome even when studying. You know, there was this part, this point in which I was in the uncanny valley, you know, the, the valley of despair of the learning curve. And uh, in the uncanny valley, in the sense that it was just creepy, you know, you think you'd know enough and then all of a sudden there's just no more documentation, there are no more sources and you have to kind of figure out by yourself the solution to a problem based on just the basics you already have. And then you reach that intermediate level and just one step up and it, the whole process repeats again. And yeah, uh, for a time at school, I thought I wasn't good enough to learn what I was doing. I wasn't good enough to become a developer. So when I got my first job, it was even worse. Uh, <laughs> I remember my first project. I, I'm grateful because I, you would think that for a junior, your th first things, your first thoughts would be, you know, bug fixing or something. But no, my first day was just prepping my machine and on my second day I had a project fall on my lap and it was a, a pretty the project itself wasn't too big but the the context and the client was so I remember catching my train home the first day uh, the first day I worked on the project and there was like this big billboard in it uh, advertising the thing I was working with so man it, that was good in a way because it's the the whole um, influencing a lot of people part of our job but at the same time I was panicking because it was more important than anything I've ever worked in and I just didn't feel like I could do it you know because I kept constantly thinking that I wasn't good enough for that and constantly forgetting that it's completely normal and that everyone goes through it and eventually you learn things that uh, will make you a better developer and, and in the future you won't have to face the same problems you have at the beginning. And also writing. I felt that writing helped me a lot. I started a blog on Medium and basically all my articles are what I would love to have read before and know before I started working. Um, and yeah, I've actually... Can you, can you explain a little bit more? Yeah, it's called Road to Mastery. It's on Medium. It's a, a series and... It's, it basically kind of documents and at the same time uh, advises on what I would have done differently or what I thought was the best way to do something, you know, starting a, a new job, uh, keeping up with tech, all those things that a junior has to start dealing with. And to use the expression that I wrote, you know, I, I'm shining the light on the tunnel and just keep constantly looking back and shouting to everyone behind me what's ahead, you know. And one of those posts was actually about uh, dealing with imposter syndrome. I think it was the one in which I talked about my six months at the job. I should really write a new blog. I think it was six months ago, my last post. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I really should write a, a new post. But um, yeah, and th that's pretty much 
one of the things that helped me a lot was knowing that I could document my things. Writing really does help, by itself writing. And then having feedback from all those people and saying that my experiences helped them. And having feedback from seniors who wish tell me that that's completely normal and that they enjoy looking at my progress as a developer. Uh, yeah, that, that's something that I can definitely recommend. Even if you don't want to write a, a blog, maybe just writing by itself. Maybe just talking with someone, a developer, a fellow developer that has been there is supremely helpful. I agree with you. Although our industry is really hard and unforgiving at times, I think the developer community is very welcoming and very supportive, actually. And we all have a notion that we couldn't uh, make software evolve as fast if it wasn't for open source and Stack Overflow, where people just devote their times in helping others. So, yeah, that goes along to the personal side of being a professional. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. That, that's something that I actually was pleasantly surprised with, that uh, the, our industry is just so... Uh, helpful to each other. It's very positive, and even better, if you're someone that's you know too selfish and not as prone to helping others as you should, or at at you know at the very least, um, just uh, uh, actively attempting to make someone look bad. You know th those kinds of things that you hear about all the time from other mm -hmm. other fields. You know you're just shunned. And you have no place in the community because it's all about cooperation. It's always has been. I mean, like Jeffrey Way says, we're on this together, except we're at different phases. So, yeah. Cool. So really nice to have you. Do you have any final tips you would like to give to your fellow developers? Well, um, keep keep following this podcast. <laughs> I hope you have <laughs> thanks many more uh, guests that can you know say something helpful, even something that's their own experience. It's always good to hear about it. Uh, follow my blog if you want, uh, especially if you're. I mean, it's definitely. I would definitely recommend if you're a junior developer because it's especially made for you. And also, yeah, I'm loving what I do and loving what you do is always half the problem solved. So yeah, I'm happy. I can say I'm happy. Thank you for having me. Really cool, really cool. I also leave the blog on the show notes, so check that out. If people want to reach you, where they should do it? Well, you can follow me on Twitter and also Medium. Uh, I think there's the, the I got the links there. And my GitHub will have some activities soon, hopefully. So yeah, also be sure to keep an eye on it and contribute if you feel like it. Nice. I'll leave all those links in the show notes, so please check them out. And that's it.